We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This is Future Madison recording back to you guys just to let you guys know that I did make this a two-part episode, which I'm sure you've already found out by now, hence the name of the title, but just letting you know that I'm going to talk about some birth control methods, but tune in next week to get the rest of them available. Okay, now listen to my real intro. Goodbye. Hello, world. Welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for everyone who's been supporting me and just been so great. I've gotten so many messages and like this isn't meant to be a brag obviously but I've just gotten so many messages just from friends from people that I don't really talk to even just you know saying that they're that they love it and like really supporting me and so I just really want to thank everyone for that because I am so excited to be doing this. Um, This is something that I've wanted to do for a while since I got into podcasts, and it just feels really great, honestly, to see my name, like, on Spotify and on iTunes and stuff. It's just really cool, and even if I don't, even if not that many people listen to this, I don't really care because the people that do text me and, like, make sure that they tell me that they like it, and that's honestly what makes me the most grateful for it. So, just want to say thank you. I also want to make a little disclaimer. In my last episode with Sophia, we talked about this person that we knew who knew some serial killer lived down the street from him or something like that. We talked about old story and that was actually we said it was our friend Anissa but it was actually our friend Mackenzie Cox she was talking to me and she was like yeah that was actually me I just wanted to give her disclaimer and also a little shout out for telling us that story and giving a nice little piece of information for our episode I just want to apologize real quick for my voice today it's not going to sound the greatest I'm kind of losing it I had work all weekend and I'm a server so I talked all weekend, and I'm still kind of getting over a sickness, so please bear with me throughout this episode. My voice is kind of dying, but hopefully you like that little raspy voice. I promise I'm not a smoker. Now, on to our beautiful episode. So why I decided to do this episode today about birth control methods? Well, one, I had an Instagram poll at loudmouthpod on my story that said either birth control methods or voting poll or voting information history of voting which by the way vote tomorrow November 6th you got it people I believe in you please practice your civic duty anyway but I also you know wanted to know more about birth control because I feel like we don't know everything obviously I don't know everything but I also worked with Planned Parenthood over the summer and I really fought for making birth control options accessible to those who don't have a lot of money but also don't have enough money to raise a kid and so really fighting making those rights available to everyone when I was 15 
I got diagnosed with PCOS, which is a disease where there's an excess of androgen in a woman's body. You have cysts in your ovaries, so it's called polycystic ovarian disease, polycystic ovarian disease or syndrome. And I discovered this because my periods were really, really, really irregular. I wasn't having them for months at a time, which is fine if you're on the pill and if you're getting the hormones that you need. But if you're not and you're a developing woman, it's not the best for you. And so I really wanted to get into control. So I talked to my mom about it and we decided to send me to the gynecologist. I went there. I got a bunch of tests done and they took my blood. Or while I was in classes, I got a call. And I went to the bathroom, and I took the call, and it was my doctor, and she said, you know, we got your blood results back, and you have an excess of this hormone, androgen, which is um, what men usually have, and I think that's why it's what's causing to make your period so irregular. So it's this disease called polycystic ovarian syndrome. A lot of women have it, and so I went to the doctor. She told me... This, these different symptoms of this disease. Basically, it's having cysts in your ovaries, a bunch of little ones, nothing like huge and big. It causes it can cause anxiety, depression, other kind of mental functions. It makes you have darker hair and more hair on your body just because it's more of a more of a male's hormone in your body. And makes periods super irregular, makes cramps really bad, makes you more prone to diabetes, makes you more prone to uterine cancer and it basically makes it really really hard for you to get pregnant and if not infertile because your body isn't producing as much of the hormones it needs to ovulate and to um, go through the whole fertility process so getting all that information as 15 was really really hard but my doctor made it really easy she put me on the pill I got the stuff that I needed And it took a little bit for me to, you know, cope with this. Not that I had really ever been thinking about kids. I was only 15, for gosh sakes. I didn't really think about it. And I knew I'd always wanted to adopt in some way, shape, or form. So while it was hard to get all that information, it made so much sense. I had had a lot of anxiety. I still have anxiety, obviously. Um, My stomach hurt a lot. I had a lot of problems with my period. And so getting this diagnosis made it really real and made it me feel like I wasn't so crazy and it was hard you know to know at 15 like oh it's gonna be really hard for you to get pregnant that's a lot to swallow as a 15 year old but now I've coped with it and now I just really want to talk to you guys about all this information because it's so so important to know about your body and to know what it needs and to take that time and learn about birth control and learn what is right for you and while it's hard and that journey is you may find out stuff that you don't want to know I mean I didn't necessarily want to know that there were cysts in my ovaries but it's so important and it made so much sense and my gynecologist helped me through knowing that I was 15 knowing that I was probably scared she really worked with me and made sure that I got the information I needed so I think it's really really important for you guys if you can't talk to a doctor to at least talk to someone who knows a little bit about what you're talking to go to Planned Parenthood for that affordable health care go to your mother go to your friend go to whoever and talk about it that's why I really wanted to get this information out because it's super super important important and super super relevant to us 
And, you know, my little story with PCOS is a little different than some other people's, but a lot of women have PCOS and it can go undiagnosed and it's really important to know that about your body. So it was a really, really hard thing to, you know, find out when you're 15 and to like know that you're going to be struggling for the rest of your life with it. But having that birth control option and having a doctor who would talk to me about it, having a mother who wanted to learn along with me made it so much better and so much easier And now I don't really care who knows because, you know, it's my body and I love it no matter what, no matter what it's giving me. Today, I'm going to be talking about a bunch of different birth control methods. And while I know that I have a lot of female listeners, so this is going to be right up there, Allie, um, I want to talk to the boys for a second. And, you know, if you're like, okay, I can't listen to this right now, like, I don't care about birth control methods because I'm not a woman. You should really care about it because it does impact your life because whatever lady you knock up, that's your child. So you should know about birth control methods. Know what your girl is doing to make sure she doesn't have any unplanned babies. So that's my little disclaimer. I'm also really quickly like to get it off the bat. I want to make sure that everyone knows that I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm obviously not a gynecologist. I'm obviously not a nurse. I've never stepped foot in the science building of my university. That's a lie I have, but I've never taken an actual class. While I did do my research very thoroughly and I tried to get as much information as I could, I want to let everyone know that I am not the end-all be-all of birth control methods. And I don't know everything about them. There's probably lots of things that I did miss. There's probably lots of ones that I didn't cover. But I did try to get as much as I could. I have like five pages of notes in here. If you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen how many notes I've done on this beautiful episode. So I am really excited um, to talk about it. So a lot of the information that I did get is from the Planned Parenthood website. Um, if you ever want to read anything about birth control methods, anything about birth control, I highly, highly recommend doing going on the Planned Parenthood website and looking up birth control. Also, I have some stories, some personal stories from my friends who have had different different kinds of birth control and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, let's get started. I'm also going to talk about the male birth control shot that kind of went viral. I don't even know when it was. I want to say a couple years ago, but maybe, I don't know. That's just aging myself. I'm not really sure. Let's get into it. There's a lot of information and I'm really excited. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is a birth control implant. So this is also called Nexplanin. It's N-E-X-P-L-A-N-O-N just in case you want to search it up. And this is kind of the only birth control implant that's on the market right now, so that's why it kind of gets called that also. It's a tiny, thin rod, and it's implanted under the skin of your upper arm. It releases progestin, which is a hormone that we have in our body. So what you'll find through most of these um, birth control methods is that they either release estrogen or progestin or both. That's what a lot of these contraceptive methods use um, to stop ovulation and stop fertilization. Okay, another disclaimer. It's going to get a little bit graphic. Not even graphic, but it's going to get a little personal with your body and stuff. But I feel like this is a very important thing for 
girls and men to know about because this is literally your body, you know, and it may make you uncomfortable. Just, yes, just letting you know we are college women, maybe less, maybe more. We can talk about it, you know? Let's do it. Okay. What progestin does is it thickens the mucus on your cervix, which stops sperm from swimming through to your egg, which is what a lot of, obviously, contraception, contraception, contraceptive methods use um, with progestion. That's what it does usually. And it also stops eggs from leaving your ovaries, which is ovulation. The birth control implant lasts for up to five years and is one of the most convenient methods. If you get it implanted during the first five days of your pregnancy, you can, like, you will immediately be protected from pregnancy. If not, then it's after the first week of of it getting implanted, which is what most of these things do if you get it with their, within the first five to seven days and most of them, it'll stop. Like, it'll protect you from pregnancy right away. But if it, you're not on your cycle, it will do it after the first week to, so it's in your body and blah, blah, blah. Thing that I learned about it or about birth control and about, especially with the hormones of estrogen and progestion, if you have had breast cancer, you should not get a lot of these methods because it's the release of hormones messes with that I tried to find more information on it I couldn't really find like what I was looking for like an easy way to explain it so if you want to search that up go ahead if you're sciencey and smarter than me go ahead and please tell me because I would love to more know more about that it can cut down on your period cramps and make them lighter so one in three people stop getting their periods after a year of being on the birth control implant and they only have one hormone, unlike most pills. So this only has progestion. Most um, birth control pills that people are taking have estrogen and progestion in it. Some of the side effects that people have found is it causes irregular ble- bleeding in the first 6 or 12 months, headaches, breast pain, nausea, weight gain, cysts, and pain where the implant is, or infection. The biggest thing about birth control implant is that it's really really convenient you don't have to remember to take a pill you don't have to remember to go get a shot you literally get it implanted in your arm and it works up to five years and right after you get it taken out you can immediately start getting pregnant if that's what you want to do obviously don't try to take it out on your own and also go to a nurse or doctor to get it implanted as well i'm sure you all know that but i feel like i need to make a disclaimer just in case so that's the birth control implant The next thing is the IUD, and I have a lot of information on this one. So the IUD is, or in-uterine device, is a small piece of flexible plastic shaped like a T. There are five different FDA-approved ones in the USA. So there's Paragard, Marina, Kalina, Liletta, and Skyla. They all, like, Skyla sounds like such a cute little name, like, for a girl. And they are divided into two types. So there's copper, which is the Paragard, and then there's hormonal, which is the rest of them. I immediately read copper, and I was like, what? (laughs) There's copper on this device that goes into your uterus? Like, that has to be somewhat painful or weird. But there's actually a lot of benefits to having a copper IUD. So Paragard, which is the copper one, doesn't have any hormones. It is just wrapped in a tiny piece of copper that protects you from pregnancy up to 12 years so you can get this device implanted into your uterus and literally be protected from being pregnant up to 12 years that's crazy science is literally crazy the hormonal ones use progestion similar to the so the main reason why 
they produce progestin, like a lot of birth control methods, is because we have po- progesterone that we produce in our own bodies. So it helps us produce that, and it helps, like I said earlier, thicken the mucus that lines our cervix and stops eggs from leaving the ovaries. So that's the main thing that progestin does. So when we have a lot producing in our bodies, it naturally does those things to protect us from pregnancy. These different types that are hormonal ones last up to five, seven, or three years. It just depends on what type you get. They change the way that sperm cells move so they can't get into an egg. So that's just, I don't know why, but I literally wrote down in my notes, oh, because that's so weird. I don't know that they change the way sperm cells move so they can't get into an egg. It's like a little army fighting in our uterus being like get away i'm not ready to have a baby that was weird it's fine weird fact that i learned and i literally wrote down lol in my notes is that sperm doesn't like copper so that is how the copper iud works instead of using hormones it literally uses the copper as like a deterrent like it's like a shield like captain america's shield it blocks everything from entering your little uterus so you can't get pregnant. The hormone ones, like I said earlier, thicken the mucus that lives on the cervix, which blocks and traps the sperm and stops eggs from leaving ovaries. You're able to get pregnant right after it's out, just like the birth control implant. And the copper IUD can be used as an emergency contraception, which is so crazy and so, so cool. So you can get it put in within five days after unprotected sex, and it's 99% effective. So it's basically like using the morning after pill, but you get it implanted, and it can last for up to 12 years. You literally get prevented from being pregnant right away, and you don't have to worry about it for another 12 years, which is so, so cool and amazing. The IUD is 99% effective, but it does not protect against STDs, which a lot of the birth control methods today that I found don't protect against STDs. The biggest way you can protect against SUDs, STDs, STDs, is to use a condom. So, kiddos, use a condom. Um, They can be from 0 to 100 and $1,300. And you can get it for free depending on health insurance. That's what determines the whole price and everything. They put it, okay, this is getting a little graphic. They put it through the opening of your cervix and into your uterus. Takes less than five minutes. Some people feel a lot of cramping whenever it's inserted and after it's inserted or pain. And you can get dizzy during the procedure. So Planned Parenthood highly recommended that you have someone pick you up just in case any of those side effects happen to you. So a lot of people feel cramping after and within the third, the first three to six months. And the day of, they said that you kind of just have to take it slow and sit on your couch and make it a nice little movie day because it does take a lot out of you and your body, you know, feels obviously something being placed in your uterus that isn't normally there. The hormonal IUDs make periods lighter and less crampy and it might even stop getting your period overall, which is kind of what a lot of birth control pills do as well just because that hormone change that extra hormone that's being put in your body the kuiper the copper they said they've heard it might make they said they've seen the copper one they've said that they've seen it make it make your period heavier or worse which is kind of crazy and kind of scary 
weird thing about these little items, not weird, but, you know, different, is that they have a string that is 1 to 12 inches long that comes out of your cervix, and it's used so that nurses and doctors can remove it. So a lot of things that they said, like, don't play with this string, like, you know, all that kind of stuff, because you could move it, you could take it out, just a lot of things like that. You can have sex right after getting these implanted into your body. Copper ones, it works right away with protecting against pregnancy. Like we, like I said earlier, it's like an emergency contraception. And the hormonal works right away if you put it in the first seven days of your period. If not, you're protected after a week of having it. Like I said earlier, that's what most things are like. You may not be able to get it if you have certain STDs or pelvic infection if you're pregnant or are trying to get pregnant, think you might be pregnant, cervical cancer that hasn't been treated, cancer of the uterus, vaginal bleeding that's not your period, pelvic pelvic infection in the last three months, and they are, they, it is possible for them to fall out. You are possible to get an, so if they do fall out, they obviously recommend going to a doctor Right away, um, they said the most likely time that they'll fall out is during your period. So make sure you check, like, the toilet, your pad, your whatever, if you're, if it does fall out. You're, it's possible for you to get an infection if bacteria gets into the uterus when it's being put in. And it could push through the wall of the uterus, which they said sounds very, very painful, but is actually not that painful. You can barely feel it. It's kind of like a little pinch. So, if they said it's possible for that to happen, but shouldn't feel it, you would just obviously need to contact your doctor. And they said it most likely happens whenever it's being put in. So, a doctor should be readily available, hopefully, if you're getting put in the right way. The benefits of it, it's very effective and long-term. It's convenient because, obviously, you don't have to take the pill. You don't have to remember to put anything in your body. Nothing like that. You can get pregnant right after taking it out. Makes periods better copper it doesn't have any hormones so you're not putting anything extra in your body and copper can be used as an emergency contraception obviously that is just like a really really cool fact to know about it i mean like i don't know i thought that was super super fun so (laughs) i guess that's weird for me to think it's fun but it's very interesting some of the disadvantages are just the side effects like the pain when you get it in the cramping the back aches of the few days after and then you can get spotting between your periods you can't have irregular periods, and you can have heavier periods and worse cramp whenever the copper one is put in. A lot of the things that I've learned with these different birth control methods is that it really just depends on your body. Like, some people could have the best experience with IUDs, while other people have the worst experiences. So, it really depends on your body, and unfortunately, that's not something that you can know until you get it put in. Women's bodies are crazy, and we have so many hormones and so many things happening, and so it's really, really hard for doctors to be like, oh, yes, this will happen exactly whenever you put it in. So that's why, like, the Planned Parenthood um, site, like, this page on this site is so good because it literally provides you with all the information you could ever need, and I'm sure you can find it on multiple other websites, but whatever. So the next is a birth control shot, which I had known about, but I guess not that much. I didn't think like it was, I don't know what I really thought it was, but learning about it was pretty cool. So it's called a depot shot or depot provera, and that's like the brand that uses it. And you get an injection every three months. It contains progestion, which is the hormone that I've talked about. 
and it won't prevent against STDs. You have to get it within every 12 to 13 weeks. So it is 99% effective, but in reality, it's really 94% since people forget to get their shots on time. You can get a follow-up as early as 10 weeks or as late as 15 weeks. If it's more than 15 weeks, use another form of birth control for the first week after getting that shot because it's not really in your body and your body needs to get back used to having it in there and actually being able to use it for birth control. You shouldn't use it if you have breast cancer, just like with the hormones. It's really just all about the hormones that you're putting into your body for the breast cancer. Progestion can increase health risk, which is the biggest health risk or which is the biggest risk of getting um, the birth control shot. A lot of people, I guess it says you could have temporary bone thinning and increases the longer you use this shot, which is really, really weird. And I think it's just like the hormonal aspect of it and you're literally just getting it injected to your body right away but they said if you once you stop using it and you stop using it for a while bone strength goes back back and it's not really anything like big it's just like be more careful um kind of thing if you get it within the first days after the start of your period you're protected right away if you get it after that it's you have to wait a week and then you'll be protected the exam, like the initial first shot and exam, can cost from 0 to 250 depending on health insurance, and the visits after that cost from 0 to 150 The benefits of it is it's effective, convenient, and private. You get your period less often. Health benefits, it protect, protects against cancer of the uterus and ecto- ectopic pregnancy, which is pregnancy that grows outside of your uterus usually in um, your fallopian tubes, but it's really big with people who have endometriosis, and um, it's really, really rare, but if it happens, it is. It's a very big problem. So that the birth control shot kind of protects against those things, which is really, really cool. And while it may have those health risks of bone thinning, it also protects against these, which is interesting. And it's temporary. So as soon as you stop getting it, you can get pregnant right away. The disadvantages are that you have to remember it every three months. So unlike the IUD, the birth control implant, you have to remember to go back into the office and get your shot, which kind of sucks. But also it's less less work than getting a birth control pill and having to take that every day. And um, it's a lot easier, less painful, that kind of thing. It can have negative side effects like change in periods, nausea, weight gain, headaches, breast tenderness, tenderness, depression, bruising where shot is given, and a potential little dent where the shot was given also. And those are kind of just things that you also have with birth control anyway. It's really just anything that is that many hormones. So like the IUD kind of stretches out those hormones and it's like in your uterus, but the pill is like taking that hormone in every single day and the birth control size getting that hormone straight up injected into you. So really the biggest problems with most birth control methods is just the hormone that it gives you. Bodies react to hormones like estrogen and progesterone, like those kind of amounts in very, very different ways. So while this is kind of big idea things that they've found within using these birth control methods it's not 100 percent for every single person it's just what they've seen throughout many many studies throughout many many people over the 50 years that like you know birth control has been available and all that kind of stuff so this is the end of part one of the birth control 
Methods episodes. Next week, I will make episode two available for you all where I talk about birth control rings, a lot of other birth control methods, and I tell you all the stories of my friends and their birth control adventures. And you get to hear me have a little talk with you about being real with your body. Body. So, tune in next week. Thank you all for listening. Go check me out at Loudmouth Pod and DM me some ideas that you want to talk about on here because I love getting ideas and I want to talk about what you guys want to listen to. So, at Loudmouth Pod, thank you all for listening and tune in next week.